You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I don't know if he can outdo Liz Trust, but man, is he trying. <laughs> just, just tanking it as hard as he can, as quick as possible. I think he's finding out really quickly that, uh, I'm paraphrasing, I'll say it, I'm stealing an idea that uh, Sean on Twitter had, that he's finding out really fast that it wasn't a bunch of leftist, liberal, Marxist, uh, SJWs, or whatever they're calling us nowadays, in control of Twitter. Uh, it, they found out that uh, they had to do those things for advertisement dollars. Right. It turns out a lot of advertisers don't want to put their name on a platform with a bunch of like hate speech uh, and white supremacists and like any extremists of all types. So he's finding out really quickly that the whole free speech thing that he wanted to champion, if you go too far with it, you lose money. And ultimately, Twitter is a business. Not only that, even if you care about free speech, if you make it to where it's just a, and I'm not saying he wanted to do this, but if you make it to where it's just a political dumping ground where no one gets banned for anything and you can say anything you want, turns out the only people who like those areas, uh, who like those spaces on the internet, are the people who want to push them as hard as possible. And when they do that, it drives other people out. So no matter what you do, free speech is going to be under attack by uh, someone's definition on the internet. I think the, uh, the Twitter badge fiasco was so, Ill thought out. You saw him working through it. He's posting through it in a in a, in a, a pure midlife crisis. He's posting through it, negotiating with Stephen King about how much his new Twitter verification sh should cost. Uh, is twenty? Oh, sorry, you won't pay twenty. Oh, it's going to be eight dollars. Oh, now eighty thousand people do are doing the exact same thing that we said would happen, and that they're impersonating a bunch of other people. And the blue check actually uh, doesn't mean anything anymore, but it was supposed to mean something. So we're going to add another little badge to show uh, what the original blue check meant. No, we're not going to do that. Actually, we do need to do that. Actually, we're going to do like a hybrid system. Actually, no, we're going to bring back the original like uh, official tag. I think it's a wonderful thing to witness. I don't think Twitter is going to die. I just think he's finding out very, very quickly that. 
Twitter and a lot of social media sites run the way they run, not because of some grand leftist conspiracy, but because they're businesses that need to make money. Well, just a moment before we started our debate here tonight, actually, Trump was reinstated on Twitter, so I think that's it. Oh, wow, that. <laughs> Let's go. I saw that just one, literally one minute before we started our, our debate here, so that's a W. Whether you're a Trump supporter or not, personally, I find a lot of the things that Trump championed while he was in office abhorrent. Uh, I think he's a war criminal, but I think that at the end of the day, it's good to have him on Twitter because he is the former president and he's going to be running for president again. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that's a W. Now, as for the comments of you know, Twitter being in absolute chaos right now by the opposing side here, that's just ludicrous. Uh, Twitter is having day by day the highest user averages that it's ever seen in history of being a company. And I think you're running a business, that's a good thing to have high amounts of users. In addition to that, I mean, we've seen a few companies, a few institutions say, we're not going to use Twitter anymore. I saw CBS News today said that they're not going to be publishing on Twitter for the foreseeable future. I'm not crying over that. I don't think anyone's that upset over the fact that CBS News is leaving Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, if anything, mainstream media leaving institutions such as Twitter where we're having Trying to have conversations surrounding what is true and what is factual is a good thing. Because if we've seen one thing over the past five years or so, it's that the mainstream media is the largest purveyor of mis, mal, and disinformation on the internet. And that's something that our opponents are going to argue tonight is something that we should be uh, you know, trying to constrain on the internet. What they'll leave out is that the government and these big media institutions are the ones who are putting all that misinformation um, onto these various websites. I think for me too, when I think about this kind of topic, is Twitter doesn't have to take itself super serious. This is the headquarters where you're getting all of the top information. From a lot of us, Twitter is just fun. It's fun to meme there, it's fun to goof off. It, it's just supposed to be a fun place where you can get more information and all that sort of thing. Um, but. I think in terms of, okay, advertisers aren't going to want to advertise uh, if there's more free speech, they will adapt if people just stop folding to this stuff and stand up against this stuff. And in terms of actual white supremacy, racism, actual cases of these, those are bannable offenses. So I don't see how throttling people, throttling their reach and that sort of thing uh, could ever be a productive thing on a platform like Twitter uh, because for the really egregious offenses they're already going to be banned anyway. So in terms of whether Elon Musk has made Twitter a better place or, or if it will be, I think absolutely yes to a degree, but there still is some sort of de-boosting he wants to do on certain tweets that I don't like. Uh, so I guess time will tell, but better than what it was, yes. Elon Musk is single-handedly the biggest threat to our democracy. The idea that you could let little minions, peons, making under $30,000 a year without their blue check mark, tweet and say whatever they want against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden? No, that should not exist. When the New York Post posts factual information that Hunter Biden's laptop was real and had incriminating evidence before the election, and Twitter had the possibility of exposing that, but they suppressed it. Thank God. 
Thank the Lord. We need more information suppressed. And Elon Musk is not a homosexual, so he's going to make it less gay. It needs to be more gay. Wait, what? We need to change our logo to a rainbow bird. Mandatory pronouns in bio. <laughs> That's already mandatory. You obviously don't work there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon, more like Elon Musk stank. <laughs> P-U. Yeah. P-U. You smell awesome, Stardust. You smell Thank very you. delicious. You. That is a very strange comment, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so, as far as uh, Elon, whether Elon will change things, I'm going to be real with you guys. Um, I didn't think that that much was gonna, go, going to change. I still am not 100% convinced that it is. I think um, I'm more likely to believe that this is a little bit more of like a publicity stunt um, to get engagement up, um, to get more people using the website, which is not like a it's not like a not smart idea. The dude's pretty good at marketing. Um, it's kind of like, you know, that's his thing. He makes really boring things really fascinating. Um, but I, w I guess what I would say, what I would ask is, do we know for the long term that he's going to continue keeping up all of these changes? Or is he going to um, eventually kind of just cede to advertisers? We right. saw when he first took over Twitter that he already, um, he already issued a statement to advertisers saying, uh, don't worry guys, you know, it's not going to be a complete hellhole. Um, and then uh, just the other day, just uh, yesterday, he said, excuse you. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, just don't, don't be reading. I can see your search history. It's disgusting. You don't need Go to ahead. know about that. That's none of your business, okay? What I search for obsessively while I'm doing things every day is That's none of your not business. Um, legal, but okay. Uh, it's minions, okay? Anyways. Not doing what they're doing is not. Rule yeah. 34 minions. minions rule 30, it is rule minions, 34 yeah. minions. Um, but what I'm saying, yesterday. Triple X parody. Uh, um, yes, yesterday, uh, Elon, um, he tweeted out, new Twitter policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Negative slash hate tweets will be max deboosted and demonetized, so no ads or other revenue to Twitter. You won't find the tweet unless you specifically seek it out, which is no different from the rest of the internet. Note, this applies just to the individual tweet, not the whole account. So I, what this indicates to me, this is kind of a similar policy that YouTube has. Mm -hmm. um, YouTube doesn't like outright um, deplatform somebody, except in extreme cases. Um, and uh, what this indicates to me is that he's kind of taking the same YouTube approach where uh, demonetize, deboost. Um, so I'm not too sure that that's what people were looking for, especially right. conservatives. I don't think conservatives were looking for that. Right. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, so, I, I think you made yeah. some great points there. And that's been some of my skepticism about everything. Yeah. Uh, personally is I'm like wait a minute I need to see more of this unfold before I know more but like you said a lot of what he said sounds like what's already going on with big tech right now anyway yeah yeah, yeah so I think it's just a publicity thing really yeah, it might so. be so I don't know if Elon Musk will increase freedom of speech or not I guess we'll see um, I will say I don't think that Musk can or should be trusted to practice what he preaches with respect to freedom of speech he does have 
uh, somewhat of a history of trying to shut down his own critics, and he's also connected to the national security state, which gives him a vested interest in enabling the U.S.'s surveillance machine, which is obviously itself a big threat to free speech. Uh, but more deeply, I just think, like, in principle, I don't think that we should have to rely on billionaires to protect freedom of speech. Uh, having, important sources, having important sources of information being bought and sold by billionaires is not good for democracy or free speech. Um, and I think we should protect free speech by removing our sources of information and discourse from the grip of rich elites, uh, maybe by putting them under this uh, public square through nationalization or something like that. I think that's actually partially based on the fact that I don't think big tech, I don't think billionaires, I don't think the government, I don't think anybody needs to be telling us what information we should be allowed to look at and seek, uh, whether that's misinformation or not, where we should be able to decide what we believe and what we don't and limiting any sort of information. You just can't trust a, a person or an organization to do that sort of thing. So I think as a whole, hey, uh, go ahead and ban for th threats, uh, you know, people actually trying to endanger other people, that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, this whole misinformation, fact checking, all that kind of stuff, you just run into a lot of potential issues because whoever has power over that, uh, there's room for corruption. Well, that's not necessarily true because when they said that there's rockets, or shot from Russia and they're actually shot from Ukraine. That's not, that's Twitter's fault. I mean, I think they corrected that pretty quickly. Like, it came out. They came out. So, yeah, they came out. They Well, yeah, but I think the rest of the world, the rest Overwhelmingly, ABC News, even after the fact, you can look at this headline, said, even though it was not a Ukraine missile, it was Russia's fault, you know, overall. Yeah, but I think I think majority of people know, especially mm. like we we know that okay, I just this can't was not defending the war this was not from Russia. Can you be um, serious? Wouldn't it be great if we had some way to suss out what actually happens, like some well, it's like hard. reputable it's, sources or something? In yeah, the but middle, I mean, with all the people struggling right now, and like we're spending eighties and billions of dollars in the Ukraine. I mean, don't you think that seems a little? I think um, I, th I I I agree with us spending that money in Ukraine. I think that Ukraine has the right to its own self sovereignty, um, and I think that it's important for us to defend that. This might be an opportunity for us to move to the next panel topic, in particular. So according to studies that I saw, um, Facebook has um, uh, similar shares of Democrats and Republicans using it, about 7 in 10 uh, each. Nice. Uh, but uh, according to internal discussions, Facebook removed strikes uh, so that conservative pages weren't penalized for violations of misinformation policies. So um, it, it seems that there, I don't know that I can say that there's a bias, but it seems like, well, you're kind of like bending the rules uh, for specific pages, um, you know, things like Breitbart, uh, Diamond and Silk. Um, uh, weren't penalized for like uh, pretty clear misinformation. Um, uh, and I think if Facebook is relaxing its moderation in direct uh, contrast to their policies on misinformation, um, there may be a bias problem. Um, but I also assume this is due to the type of users that flock to Facebook as well, if it's more evenly split, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Facebook has a left-wing or a right-wing bias. I imagine it's ultimately going to come down to 
Um, you know, Facebook and Twitter, these are platforms with a profit motive. They're going to censor and um, platform whoever uh, it's most profitable to censor and whoever it's most profitable to platform and boost. Um, and, you know, which side it happens to be more profitable to censor at the current historical moment is not the most interesting question to me. But I think whether you're on the left or the right, you should be concerned about Twitter and Facebook censoring the other side because it could just as easily switch. Um, you know, who it's profitable to deplatform could very easily switch at any point in time. Yeah, most of the data that's come out has shown that there's really no bias in terms of like engagements. Republicans seem to get as much or even slightly more engagement depending on what metrics you look at. Like Republican uh, Congress people tend to get more engagement on their tweets and if I'm not mistaken, also their uh, uh, Facebook posts. Uh, most of the like top performing Facebook posts for any given period are going to be conservative. It's pretty hard to argue that they're suppressing conservatives when they seem to be getting a lot of reach there. Now, in terms of like suppressing conservatives because they ban conservatives slightly more often for like uh, violating TOS, well, what if uh, one side is just violating TOS more? I see a lot of left wing people get banned for like uh, hate speech for uh, uh, targeted attacks. So plenty of left wing people are getting justifiably banned for just uh, for violating TOS. So I don't I don't know what you would want to change about that. I think there's a huge double standard because I know across social media in general, me as a woman, I can say men are awful, I hate men, they're the worst and all that and I would get away with it. But if a man were to say the same thing about women, then he would get banned for it. So there is a double standard across social media and I think uh, Facebook as well. I think oftentimes the terms of services can be slanted. Well, there's a whole is. thriving manosphere uh, on YouTube, so I think men are able to say things about women uh, pretty openly for the most part. Not as much as we as women I will give that to you, Andrew Tate. I don't, uh, I don't agree with him as being soon banned. As soon as he blew up. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but, there's, uh, but to say that there isn't this thriving manosphere online, I, I just don't think that that's... Well, that exists, but there's like subcultures of all kinds of weird stuff online that exists that probably do break the terms of services if they get big enough, like Andrew Tate. So that's why the problem is the big people like Donald Trump, just the fact that he's president of the United States can be deplatformed. That means that us peons, obviously, they can take us like that. So I think that's like the bigger issue of why, although it might be more conservative, I think it's just because it benefits the people that run the tech and media companies are more liberal leaning. So of course, the terms of services right. are always going to benefit their ideologies. Well, according again to, to internal reviews and stuff like that, it was shown that Facebook, if anything, is, is bending rules and not penalizing people who are right wing. Just look at the amount right? of money that they donated during elections. Yeah. Or I, I don't really trust an internal review from Facebook when right. they're the one who's okay. doing that. Right. Well, just and look at their donations. But, but if you think about it, like anecdotally, like what are the what are the big ticket items that face the most censorship today? Recently, it was COVID. Who yeah. are the ones challenging the official COVID narrative? It was primarily conservative, some mm -hmm. like hippie leftists, whatever. When it comes to the war in Ukraine, all these companies have literally crafted specific censorship outlines for the war in Ukraine. So if you challenge Joe Biden sending $80 billion to Nazis in Ukraine, then they'll censor you. I had my YouTube channel permanently demonetized because of that. And I'm getting, still getting like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of views every day, but they permanently demonetized my account. Many others have faced worse uh, outcomes with that policy. Yeah, that, that specific policy is they're removing content about Russia and Ukraine that violates a policy against denying, minimalizing, or trivializing well-documented violent events. Good, you good can point. Still, good point. So yeah, what you can about, still. So, no, no, no. So what about the situation that just took place in Poland with the missile that everyone, the mainstream media, all said was a Russian missile? And I went out on Twitter, and I went out, and I didn't go out on YouTube and say anything about it initially. I went on Twitter 
And I said, I think it was a Ukrainian missile. I think if you look at the reverse azimuth, if you look at the missile itself, it's an S-300. It indicates that it was a Ukrainian missile. I didn't even go on YouTube and talk about that because I was fearful that they were going to say right. it was, uh, you know, denying a tragic incident. And then 24 hour, hours later, they came out and said it was, in fact, a Ukrainian missile. Yeah, well, I mean, they, it sounds they, like they, you can trust the mainstream media to get, uh, tell you the truth. Yeah, it seems like a pretty quick correction to me. A quick what? A, a quick correction to me. Well, what about Comatorsk? What about Busha? There's so many incidents throughout the war that they never corrected. I mean, uh, when it comes to things like that, like there are going to be details that are hazy because we're in the middle of a war, right? It's hard to confirm certain things. Um, but, but it's okay to ban people and ruin people's livelihoods over that? I mean, if you're, if you're spreading stuff that is blatantly misinformation, then yeah. But it's not... According it, to their terms of service. Honestly, if you, you were to, if you were to ask right. me, if you were to ask me, I think that there are, there is some value to having spaces online that have um, a very little moderation, that have, like, um, you know, uh, rampant free speech. But um, uh, do I feel comfortable, me, a person, dictating a, a, a huge company that's uh, caring about its bottom line, um, what they should and shouldn't moderate? No, I don't. I mean, In the lead-up to the war in Iraq... All of you would have said that there was WMD in Iraq, and you would have supported so social media companies censoring people who said that there were no WMD in Iraq. It's the same thing. It's very funny that you said that. I was literally, before you cut me off, going to say I'm uncomfortable with the argument that social media platforms should be able to decide what is or isn't misinformation because I have a feeling that at the time when the government was saying that there were weapons of mass John destruction Stewart. and the whole entire mainstream media was saying that there were weapons of mass destruction, people who said that there weren't probably would have been the ones who got right. banned for misinformation. And I don't right. think that um, we should leave it up to those powers who've made those judgments in the past to decide what is or isn't appropriate to and say. Yeah, John Stewart said that exact same thing, that he mm -hmm. would have been censored for The Daily Show if they were trying to do it today because he did speak so adamantly against the war in the Middle East. Is misinformation a problem at all? There's no such thing. No, no there, such it's thing. not. It's so like we survived on the Wait. internet a long I'm, time. I'm, I'm interested in what you mean by that. How do you define it? How do you define it? Yeah. Well, you get the best answers you can for the people who know the most about it. And who are those people? The people who know the most about it. Now, well, I agree that that is awful. Are they the synthesizers of information? Yeah. Are they people who now, provide the information? Here's a question I have. Mainstream media do lie. Yeah, they were wrong about the weapons in uh, Iraq. They absolutely lie. Mm -hmm. What's the alternative? Is it alternative media? Every problem you have with the mainstream media, the alter alternative media has, but way worse. Are so they the biased? So the alternative media is way biased. So on, you any, any issue, any issue, you look at Russiagate, you look at COVID, the people who are right were, were worse than the people who got it wrong and lied about it. If you profit. give me any fact whatsoever, any, I'm going to trust the mainstream media over the alternative media. <laughs> Okay. I mean, you, know, you laugh about that. You laugh about that because the alternative media is so great. There's so much like independent like review in alternative media. There's so much oversight. There's so many resources. 90% of alternative media is just taking there a story. There 90% of alternative media is just taking an actual story that the mainstream media has uh, gotten, reading it back verbatim while splicing in uh, like your narrative. It's That's 90% really of alternative it's really not. media. The, the check on independence and in alternative media is audience review. If you're unpopular amongst the masses, no one's gonna watch your show, no one's gonna follow you on Twitter. If you are the mainstream media, it doesn't matter if people like you or hate you because you are, you're, you're funded to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars by the largest mega corporations on the earth to keep lying your ass off and keep making sure that those corporations are making more money. That's the check. What is but it like, truth by popularity? 
they still have tons of viewers who are who uh, will be experts in different things like medicine who will like say, hey, there, there's something wrong with this. They'll have like when you know, Joe Rogan called out Sanjay Gupta and then Sanjay Gupta. Well, I mean, Sanjay Gupta did terribly in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, when we're talking about like um, when we're talking about like mainstream media, there are ways that the audience uh, because there are so many more eyes on mainstream media, there uh, there's that many more critics, and there there will be people who write in and say, "Hey, you got this wrong." So. Well, I just think it's human instinct. I, I mean, I didn't go to journalism school. I, I did graduate from LSU in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with a general studies degree with a communications minor. Because so I'm not that dumb. My point is, um, you know, when you look at, uh, I forgot my point because I was saying all that stuff about. Uh, you just uh, had to flex it, huh? That, that, wait, wait, wait. No, no, when I'm taking journalism school, they teach you to not be biased. And I think it's almost impossible inherently to not be right. biased. Some sort of, even when you're the most fair, because this is why. And I'm a small media figure, even though Tucker Carlson is my biological father. That's either here or there. <laughs> what I'm saying is, even oftentimes, I've spoken to influential people and they say, hey, Alex, this is off the record. And me as a nobody, as a comedian, as a professional idiot, I would keep that off the record as a journalist. And I'm, I'm sure people that are much more credentialed than I am do the same for other people. So it's, I just think it's almost impossible for you to get the straight dope, as they say, in the street. Because any writer, left or right, is always going to put their spin on it. Sure, yeah, there's always going to be some amount of it. You, you just try to have the least amount, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess with respect to what um, uh, Justin and Jackson were talking about, um, there's this conversation about whether or not the mainstream media is more trustworthy than the alternative media. I think that's going to depend on what alternative media source you're talking about, right? You could be talking about like Noam Chomsky or Democracy Now, or you could be talking about like Alex Jones' show. And I think you know whether or not alternative media is going to be more credible than certain mainstream sources is going to very much depend on yeah, what I, you're talking I agree about. With that. Like how Democracy Now lied about the OPCW cover sure, okay, up in Syria. Getting and to the, alternative media Alex, does getting to the Alex point. Jones got all the Jeffrey Epstein yeah. stuff correct. Hold on, just to be clear. Your, your, Alex Jones, is there anything he got wrong? And oh, yeah. Like, is there like yeah. something, some giant lawsuit, like a huge, like one billion dollar yeah, lawsuit? So that, so that discredits every other thing he was right about. No, well, just, I mean, like, I just like, like just like what, just like the yeah. Un, uh, yeah. And he, get, and he doubled down on it. He didn't even the, double down. He tripled down on that. Just the claims that the yeah, don't don't worry, Jingles. Real quick, time out. You think Alex? The only thing the mainstream media is lied about is representation. Hold on, no. But the uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq doesn't just prove that the main, doesn't prove that the mainstream media lies about everything. It doesn't prove that they're wrong about everything. Just like Alex Jones lying about the, like the Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook, yeah. 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 Let, let, if you yeah, use Sandy. one example to like discredit the entire like media sphere that you're trying to discredit, that's yeah, but Alex Jones is right about a lot of stuff. So I mean, you can the gay say frogs. He's right about the, the frogs are gay. Well. You're a boy from where are you from again? Kentucky. Democracy yeah. now. The frogs are the reason I'm gay. Correct. Kentucky. I think uh, you know. I think we have to take everything with a grain of salt. Um, and uh, in Texas, you use like little country gravy. Everything in the country gravy said. Do you have a birth defect? Did yeah. your mom drink while she was <laughs> she pregnant with you? She smokes weed. Yeah, that's rough, dude. I'm sorry. It was bad. But anyways, I think that we don't have to debate about whether the mainstream media is more credible than the alternative media. I think the core of the debate is, um, well, the reason I brought up the mainstream media in the first place was that the whole mainstream media, as well as like the government, was saying that um, there were no weapons of mass destruction, or there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And 
when that's what the mainstream media is saying, that's what the government's saying, the people who disagree with that are going to be the ones mm -hmm. who get flagged for misinformation. Right. Um, and so I think that we shouldn't limit what opinions are allowed to be expressed to like which opinions echo the mainstream news or certain alternative news sources. I think we should let any opinions be heard and sort of, uh, as the as you know, our friend Dave Rubin often says, battle it out in the marketplace of ideas or whatever. I can agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I think that um, there definitely is value to having these spaces online in media that are you know pretty much uncensored. But again, um, do I as an individual feel comfortable making? those standards for companies that are trying to protect their bottom line, I'm not really sure that I do. So. I mean, sneakers did not deserve to be uh, deplatformed whatsoever. And I think that the three strikes were done at once or like, uh, you know, uh, consecutively or something. So no, that's actually one of my biggest fears, not just as a content creator, but it, uh, it sucks because like that is the catalog of all your stuff. Now you're like, oh, well, you should have it all backed up. Well, yeah, I mean, it's easier to say that like a hard drive with a bunch of random files, you know, all the edited stuff, all this stuff, just countless hours of footage. And then you have that backed up in the area where you have the same every single, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos that you put all your time and effort in to entertain people to get very, you know, few dollars and cents back. If you even get any whatsoever, and at any moment, your blood, sweat, and tears can literally be deleted off the internet like it never even existed. Mm -hmm. So that fear and that threat is real, and it happens every second of every day. So the fact that these companies can do that and you don't have any, like, basically legal recourse or any way to even get your old footage or content, which is, like I say, as the artiste in me, I lose that content and that sucks and then it's gone forever and you're literally deleted from the internet. So it's modern day book burning. So yeah, no, Sneeko should not be deplatformed. It should only be deplatformed for serious stuff yeah. that, would, that would cause harm to incite violence towards somebody or something very disgustingly bad. Uh, but to, to have a differing opinion than the mainstream media or to say like, oh, I'd like this medicine for this illness, deplatformed, that doesn't make sense. I agree. Good. Yeah, um, I mean, anybody who's familiar with me, probably not many of you, um, knows that I'm a democratic socialist, and as a democratic socialist, I believe that we should empower ordinary people to run society in their own interests and through their own decision making. Um, and it's just flatly incompatible with that sort of ethos that we shouldn't have free speech and that ordinary people shouldn't be able to decide for themselves what to believe. Um, I also just think like the classic you know, consequentialist arguments for free speech work. Um, so like if you censor a belief, there are generally three possibilities. Firstly, if the censored belief turns out to be true, which is always possible, then censoring the view deprives us of our ability to exchange truth for error. Um, even if the censored view is false, there's always a possibility that there's some crumb of truth in what's being said and we can learn valuable information by engaging with people who defend the false view. And even if the view is completely false and contains no crumb of truth, engaging with incorrect views still gives us a livelier impression of our own views, right? Like defending mm -hmm. our views reminds us why we have them and what principles they stem from and so on. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it when I see people getting banned or deplatformed from certain spaces like Twitter or Facebook or YouTube for making controversial political statements or having certain, you know, factual judgments or normative judgments that the powers that be decide are um, unacceptable. Here's a little olive branch. I actually sort of agree with you, Alex. I do think that you should not be 
you should be deplatformed only if you do something really, really egregious. So like calling for, uh, calling for violence, calling for an insurrection. That one's sort of a joke, but not really. Uh, <clears throat> but, but, but seriously, I do think that it should be very, very, uh, we should be very open in what we allow on these platforms. Unfortunately, it is a double-edged sword. And so like we can point the blame at YouTube uh, and TikTok for censoring Sneeko and uh, Andrew Tate, but the other edge of that sword is they wouldn't be where they are without those platforms. Those platforms are the reason that they're popular in the first place. They used that platform and the reach that it has and the ease of use and its access to hundreds of millions of people. That's what they used to get popular in the first place. So it's like that, the hand fed them and it took them away. That shit sucks. I'm not going to deny it doesn't suck. But I don't see a solution to that other than uh, like some sort of government regulation saying that, hey, you have to continue providing this service, uh, but you're going to have a lot less oversight over it. I agree that it sucks. I don't see a meaningful solution that's not going to step on, uh, step on the toes of business. Rumble, that's the solution. Go to a different platform? Already a different, yeah, YouTube yeah, I mean, there, okay. there, Yeah, there, there are tons of alternative platforms for sure. Um, I don't, I don't saying, think, no, yeah, so. well, yeah. Um, I don't think Andrew Tate should have been uh, banned. I, I don't mm -hmm. see a reason for that. Sneeko, I think, said some sus, sus stuff, but I don't know if it was, like, ban-worthy. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit sussy, you know? Well, what um, sussy about it, dude? Remember? I'm not even hating, dude. Uh, uh, it, was, it was, like, stuff about, like, uh, Jewish people, I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, um, and uh, so, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think that they deserve those bans. Um, uh, I do think that we actually have, like, a very significant cultural issue going on right now, and I see this on the far left and on the far right, where people are looking to use deplatforming as a weapon against people, mm -hmm. and they will use it for petty personal stuff. And yeah. people who say it's only the far left doing it, I guarantee it is not. I've seen the far right explode with the deplatforming stuff. Um, even years ago, you can look at like YouTubers, popular YouTubers from years ago. They had their whole implosion because all of them uh, were giving each other false strikes and false reporting each other. I hate when and the conservative side call for Ethan Klein to be deplatformed. Even though I don't like Ethan Klein. I've seen interest to it. Like I, I know, yeah, but no, all, I've, I've everybody does point. it. There's a very yeah. serious, there's right. a very yeah, serious issue. Yeah, the deplatform issue. Ethan Klein, I'm like, yeah. ah, that's not. Like one time no. Destiny said that uh, I was a paid Russian agent. And that's actually imprisonable, but he said I was a paid Russian agent should be taken off the internet because of that. I, Thanks, personally think I was that still in the middle of what I was saying. I, I Thanks, Jackson. Sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. Thank you also that. for cutting well, me off. Like Unbelievable. Slam dunk. Oh, since you're there. Yeah, yeah I, oh, really, really appreciate it, both Sanders of you guys. I just, I. Too. Sorry. That's all I'm saying. Sorry. No, I'm just, I'm, so I'm, done? no, I'm not done. Okay. Anyways, um, right. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, uh, there, you know, it's been weaponized for uh, at least a decade, if not longer, and you'll see people go through waves of it. Um, and so I really don't like that. Um, uh, but it's hard for me to, to I, I would ask a question, do platforms have an obligation to justify every ban that they do? That is the question. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, and on Stardust's point about how supporting uh, or rejecting free speech isn't really uh, exclusively to the left. It's worth noting that you know, according to polls from Gallup, about 43% of Republicans think that the pre while Donald Trump was in office, said that the president should be able to close news outlets that were engaged in bad behavior, which seems like a pretty big affront to freedom of speech. So 
Um, really, I don't think the issue should be framed as the right's fighting against the anti-free speech left. I think it should sort of be a, a bipartisan critique. Well, by, by your guys' logic, saying that people who lie about major events and mass casualties, for example, should be held financially accountable, like Alex Jones, you know, he's probably going to end up with like a $3 trillion fine. Shouldn't all the people who lied about Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Niger, all these countries, shouldn't they be held financially accountable? And if that means that they go out of business because of you know, the gross amounts of fines that they have to be, then so be it? Sure. Well, what I would say is that I, I, I think that... Um, Chase it. Yeah, so I think that... I think, yeah, I think that, um, you know, the, uh, what everybody knew at the time was different, right? Now, if people got banned for saying the contrary then, they should definitely be compensated and unbanned um, uh, because that's just wrong, right? Um, so, uh, so I could definitely, I could definitely see your point there. Here's an olive branch. Would anyone disagree with this? No matter what side you're on, any social media platform needs to provide greater disclosure for content moderation actions. They need to tell you why you were banned. It, uh, what uh, tweet, what video, what section of the video, what sentence in a video. They need to tell you why you were banned. And have access problems. to your content, even if you get Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah, maybe the ability to argue. Right. Is that an olive branch? Is anyone going to disagree with that? I, no, I think that, you know, and even that, you know, be, the ability to archive it, send it to, maybe it's part of the policy that you send all of the stuff that they had um, yeah, when you ban somebody. That, that's, that's for me, I mean, other than getting kicked off it, but then you have to go on these other alternative platforms, but for me, it's like the deletion of my, I mean, I know it's on the other platform, but that's my content, and it's just mm -hmm. gone if it impacts that. I just, I think that is even one of the most egregious, whether it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. We'll do the hypothetical here. Let's say uh, a huge account, Andrew Tate Size, was promoting a cure for a deadly disease that did not work. And he was convincing hundreds, thousands of his followers to, instead of taking uh, the medication that was saving their life, uh, he started uh, selling snake oil, and he was convincing a bunch of people to take the medicine to... to Do you care that people eat McDonald's? I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, but McDonald's doesn't advertise them as... A, I mean, oh, it is oh, actually... Oh, food oh, actually makes a oh, way oh, more oh, impact yeah, on oh, your oh, health. Yeah, let me, let me finish that hypothetical. That's everything. Would that be a bannable offense? Would that be enough misinformation? Like, we knew that. it was false. I can answer that. Can you answer it without, like, yes, doing yes, one yes, of those? Yes. The simple well. answer is no, that's not a bannable offense, because we just saw that with uh, the COVID jab. Wait, hold on, no, 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 no. The COVID assumes that. The COVID is good. No, no, no. The COVID jab killed people. Wait, 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 wait. I want to know what this. I want to know like why you think that's analogous. Wait, what? Let me see your backstory jingles. But but you also didn't. I gotta tell you guys. You didn't actually answer. If that was the case, then everyone who promoted it, you know, like. Go to the back to what? Did the back kill people? We had everybody pushing everybody. You don't even. This is why we need moderation. Oh wait, no, it has to. You don't even have to argue that, right? I feel like Jackson, you didn't really answer the hypothetical as posed, right? Because you can't say, you can't say that. Well, no, in your hypothetical, the medicine that you're talking about actually doesn't work, and the medicine that's being advertised by this hypothetical hypothetical account does work, because Justin's hypothetical just assumes, right, that the medicine being advertised doesn't work, and that the one he's talking about does work. Right? You can't just change the parameters of a hypothetical in order to answer it. No, you were waiting for like. What about them? To avoid answering the question. Well, it's true. All these people knew the truth no. about the jab. So, so no, no, can you answer the hypothetical? The jab works, my dude. Can you answer the? <laughs> all right. Can you answer the hypothetical, Jackson? 
And he goes, Jackson, can you grow a spine and answer the hypothetical? Is that a bannable offense? Someone's convincing someone not to take medicine and selling snake oil that objectively doesn't work. We have magical knowledge. We know. Calm down. Calm down. That's false advertising. I can't tell you guys. No, no, that's false advertising. So that would be, you'd not only be banned potentially, but you could be held like criminally responsible for false advertising. Okay, cool. So we can ban them from social media before that happens. Well, I mean, do you cut someone's tongue off when they violate a crime? Can they no longer speak? I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, can we ban them on social media? No, I don't think you should be banned from social media. Okay. Well, it's just like before all these fact checkers, like, we survived on the internet for quite a long time. It's just, I don't understand yeah. why everybody wants daddy government or daddy big tech to tell us what's true or not when we have our own brains to do that. I can agree us. with you. I don't think that there should be, I see like a, a rise in, in um, governments trying to have their hand in right. social media and stuff like that. And so I, I can definitely see something problematic happening there. Um, I mean, we can even look at like uh, authoritarian countries where we see, uh, you know, problematic things happening. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I think, it, like, as, as much as I, like, uh, am, uh, I'm pretty close to being a free speech absolutist, I still don't feel comfortable myself, you know, imposing that on a company. I have a hypothetical. Do you think people that say Michelle Obama is a boy should be censored from the internet? No. That's a good What about you, Jangles? That should be okay? Yes, fine. Jokes. Stardust, why do you think, um that so are you of the position i'm not sure if i understood you correctly are you of the position that you value free speech but companies like companies shouldn't be forced to abide by free speech i um yeah i don't know the answer yeah no i i know i know that i value it i don't know the answer for whether we should be holding company to companies to those standards if somebody came into my cake shop and started saying crazy stuff like claiming that like i'm an fbi agent uh, that descended from the sky or something, I'd probably kick them out. I'd be alarmed. Do right? you guys make a penis cake or uh, Maybe, I'd think about it. Yeah. I mean, the way I kind of, the way I kind of come at this question is like, um, I, I hear a lot of people say that like free speech is valuable on a legal level, but not so much when it comes to like social media platforms. Um, I think that's a bit myopic. I think like, I mean, for one, right, the debate about freedom of speech, it's always encompassed you know, more than just legal action, right? You know, read like any of the classic texts on free speech, like John Stuart Mill or David Lewis. The case for free speech has always been applied to not only government, but also like norms and social institutions and so on. I um, mean, it's pretty obvious to see like why that would be, right? I mean, imagine you lived in like a Christian, imagine you're like an atheist and you lived in a Christian society. And anytime you tried to like organize at a university to give a speech in defense of atheism, um, they took you off. Uh, people protested so that you couldn't give your speech. Every time you tried to organize on your own, people showed up with air horns. Um, and then if you posted to Twitter in defense of atheism, you'd get banned by the you know Christian CEO of Twitter. Um, would you in that case really have like the freedom to question the religious orthodoxy? Probably not, at least not in any sense that matters. Because what we're concerned about when we're talking about freedom of speech is, you know, powerful people being able to control or suppress speech. And there are many forms of suppression and forms of control, and the government, I think, is just one of them. Um, but it's obvious that, you know, non-government actors can, can also wield that kind of problematic speech, control. Yeah, speech can also be used um, 
uh, in a way to harass people, right? Um, so if somebody is like following you around online or following you around in person and hurling obscenities at you, at a certain point, well, yeah, you have freedom of speech, but also you're kind of hindering my ability to like live a normal life. So I think my right. biggest and problem in any sort of free speech debates <laughs> is that free speech is important. All of us think it's important. Some right. may disagree that I think it's important, but I absolutely do because speech has power. Words have power. That's why it's important. That's why it ought to be protected. But anytime we talk about the negatives of speech, now all of a sudden it's oh, just words. Ah, it doesn't matter. I'll ah, leave it out there. So words have power. They do. That's why they're worth protecting. And so there needs to be a some sort of system. Like Twitter is not the public square. All right, you can go to the public square mm, if you really want to. Uh, all right, it's a digital new age. Yeah, uh, you can go. It's the only place. Well, the only reason I argue that it's the only place where something can organically go viral, or you can even you know talk to a celebrity that you has say a organic, segment. but no, yeah. there's no other a... platform where I can interact with Elon Musk. But right. now people that are just in, a Joe Blow can have Elon Musk talk to them. But so prior to it Twitter, is the quote unquote digital towns. Town Hall, Town Square, whatever. Pri you call yeah, it. Pri prior to Twitter, prior to, so prior to social media, that? this seems. I don't to know if they aim for that, but it, 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 this seems to be some new definition of free speech that exists on for Facebook. social media. You just can't do it. Okay, but but here's the thing: if Twitter didn't aim to be the public square, then is it really fair for us to force them to be the public square? Let me tell you something: life is not fair. That's the first thing you loony okay. liberals need to learn: that is life is not I, fair. But, life no, isn't fair. Sometimes you lose your account. I thought you. As bad as things are. Look in the mirror, because I can show you somebody that's way worse off. So like, look, I know I look like Danny them. DeVito. Why do you have to comment on my looks? Big Twitter. Oh, they didn't want to be this company. Big Bad Twitter, the billion dollar company. Wow, me. I'm sick of these multinational corporations actually using you as like political collateral. They don't give a crap about you. They would deplatform you in two seconds. You're like, oh, I'm, I feel so bad for Twitter. They didn't mean to be the town square. I don't feel bad for they them. They are the town square. That's the harsh yeah. reality. Well, oh, okay, so here's Take the thing. I do not feel bad for Twitter. I'm just saying that uh, I, I think you know, like just because we view them as the town square doesn't mean that that was their goal. And if that isn't their goal, then they're obviously going to do things that are going to achieve their goals that are, you know, obviously in contrast to that, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, so imagine, um, uh, you know, so I feel like the way I kind of think about this is like, even if Twitter didn't intend to become the public square, like if they at some point do become the public square, it's more important to make sure that they actually act as a public square than it is to like, you know, satisfy the desires and the preferences of the billionaires who own Twitter. Like, I mean, like, let's say we had like a food company and the food company originally just wanted to be like a backdoor food vendor, not too big or whatever. But the food company eventually became more and more monopolized and eventually it was like the only provider of food in the entire country. Um, and then they were like gouging prices and mm -hmm. they were making it so that a lot of people couldn't buy food or they had to overpay for it. And then we said, okay, enough is enough. We should bring this under public control and make food cheaper. And then we were like, well, they didn't want to be the only food vendor in the country. It's like, yeah, but you know, yeah, but they kind of are. So we kind of need to treat isn't them the like only, that. Twitter isn't the only social media. Yeah. Sure, but it's, it's by far the, like, the, there is sure, like- Sure, it's the biggest one, but I still don't think that's a justification. Yeah, I, I'm wondering about this new definition of free speech that seems to exist purely invented for social media. You can post whatever you want. You're not going to be arrested by the government for, for spreading misinformation. 
to your friends. You can misgender somebody as much as you want on Parler or True Social or Gab. You can, do, you can spread information, uh, information about ivermectin and how it cures uh, what ails you. You can say that Trump was the actual winner of the 2020 election. You can do all those things on these other social media sites. So why is it now, actually it's free speech, I get to post it on this one, the one that I want to, because that's the one that lets me have the most things that I want. And not actually, like, I'm not being banned from saying anything, I just don't have the reach that I want. How is that, uh, how is that compatible with the definition of free speech that wasn't purely invented thanks to social media? You just said it. It's about the reach. It's about the fact that these are where people go to talk about things. Freedom of speech was never about reach. It was never, it was never a guarantee that everyone could what hear. What if 93% of people are getting their news from one, from one institution in the country and you're not allowed to speak freely there? Don't you think that that's a problem for society? So you want to compel them to uh, make them? Have yes, I would like to what nationalize Twitter. I would like to nationalize Twitter. You want the government I, I to step in? Yes, I'd love. No. I'm a, well, I'm a communist, so I'd love to nationalize Twitter, guarantee free speech rights for every user of Twitter, and and also there's limitations to free speech, right? So you you have to protect people. Uh, you have like libel, slander laws. You have false advertising. You have other things that you have to protect people about but guarantee all of that to every user of Twitter. You know what, ironically, if the government was running something, they would have to abide by the First Amendment. So, I mean, yeah, so. Yeah, well. I mean, yeah, I guess that's a solution if, if that's, uh, you know, if that's what you want. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of always valued free speech as like the ability to like gather with people and say what you want to them and not get arrested for it, right? Um, so, yeah, reach never, that was a good point by Justin. I. I you know, I never really factored reach into that definition. Well, that's the X factor. Well, I mean, I feel like reach has to be in some respect important, right? I mean, if the government issued a statement like, listen, you can, you can say that, you know, you can, you can say certain things that the government disagrees with, but you can only do it inside of your house. You know, you could even right. gather with people inside of your house and, and tell that to them, but probably that, that would be bad, right? We, right? That'd probably be bad for freedom of speech. Right. Yeah. Just for record, would anybody defend the banning of Andrew Tate or Sneeko? No. Nobody on the panel. That's all right. No, and Jangles is insane. <laughs> I'm the insane will that, one. Will that you be your next rap? Hold on, will that be your next rap? It is insane for the Ukraine. Gas prices way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. <laughs> Keep going, finish it. Finish it and work in the jangles parts. Come on, jangles, spit those bars. Jangles got the gas. Him and his husband are built to last. They kiss every night. They both are white, but their adopted children are Filipino. Drinking cappuccino. How low can you go? You know Jackson is sniffing the blow. Stardust eating pizza, but not the crust. Don't waste that. That part is the best. And you know, Melanie Mac is always passing the test. And you know, I'm prime time on the grind. My jangle dangle, his big thing for his husband's wedding ring. I'm a pimp on a plane. And you know, my nuts like to hang. Jangle, 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 that's for you. Yeah. A little about Russia and Ukraine, but not that much. But 
It's like one, like 30 second answer each, maybe. No? Or okay. is Twitch overly restrictive? See, I'm not even on Twitch, but I think Wait, they Twitch are. Wait, Twitch overly restrictive? Yes. I think Twitch, yeah, I do think so. But I also think there's an actual issue. Again, this goes back to what I was saying. There's an actual issue where people are using uh, deep platforming as a weapon against people that they right. have petty personal griefs with, and it's super lame. Right. Does so. anyone know why Destiny was banned? No, no. he should not have been banned. I yeah, it, we're, I, 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 I wanted to like say this to everyone who like really, really wanted Destiny banned, and of course the people who didn't want it banned. It Wouldn't been. it be great if you knew why at the right. very least? Yeah. I know why I was the, banned. I got banned because I said that there were US-run biolabs in Ukraine, and then Victoria Newland came out and admitted it two weeks later. Yeah. Okay. Was, that that was, was, they they shut down everybody for that immediately. Yeah. 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 Unless there are any other thoughts, we can go to the Q and A. Show us. Okay. So, like, some of you like try to make the delineation between government and these social media companies uh, and and their actions on speech, but the expansive definition of Section 230 comes from a 2015 lawsuit where. Facebook, on behalf of the Indian government, which was a Hindu nationalist government, banned a Sikh group from their platform because they were considered not in line with the government of India. And this is where they won the lawsuit in order to have this expansive definition. Is that a ban that you're in favor of being able to be done, even though it's clearly directed by the government, and thus gave us the justification for this broad private companies can do whatever they want under 230? So uh, to respond to you, I, I think, um, uh, you know, I agree. Um, I don't like the idea of governments, um, you know, having more and more hands in, in these social media things, right? Um, uh, and I definitely, you know, I definitely think that, um, but at the, yeah, so it's hard because it's like I don't, I don't agree with these uh, governments um, trying to enforce these things on social media, but also at the same time, you know, is the average person really somebody who should be enforcing things on social media? Either I don't know. Uh, like it comes down to bottom line, right? It's a strange so. problem that we've run into is that we have a, most conservatives and mo probably most liberals as well don't want the government stepping in and telling like individual companies what to do, but also the government has to run the uh, has to run Twitter. It has to run social media in order for the First Amendment to actually apply legally. Well, that's not what I'm arguing for. Section two thirty was to protect the platforms from the comments of people on mm -hmm. the platform. Yeah. yeah. And that was, and there was carve-outs for what these social media companies could do. For most of the history of Section 230, that was related to form and like adult content. It's worded 15 different ways in Section 230. However, when a nationalist government banned a religious minority in India, this was challenged. It went to the Ninth Circuit Court, and this is where we got the expansive government, uh, the expansive definition of Section 230. So, like, you're supporting the precedent that was set. I don't think I support that. I don't think I support that. No, I, I don't. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I, again, um, uh, I, I think that these companies should be able to run, uh, you know, without governments um, kind of forcing their hand and, and stuff like that. But um, I'm not, uh, you know, I think, I think these companies and these websites should be protected um, because what's posted on their site isn't, isn't really like at the end of the day, their uh, responsibility, they shouldn't be prosecuted for it. But at the same time, that doesn't, that's different from like advertisers, uh, whether they choose to advertise or the company itself choosing whether they want uh, 
um, a, a certain image, I guess, right? It's a little bit different, so. And finally, Alex Bernson, and I'll wrap up after this, a doctor that was banned off of Twitter, sued Twitter and got discovery against Twitter. He found out that officials from within the Biden administration were asking for his ban. So like, I don't understand why, we don't, why we're pretending that this isn't coordinating with the government to right. make certain political ideologies. Yeah, I don't know too much about that. I think the difference is if you nationalize an institution like Twitter, they're at least supposed to act within the confines of First Amendment law. Whether they do that is a much bigger question, and they'd probably just deem anyone they don't like a terrorist or something. But when it comes to a private institution, all you have to do is apply public pressure on the private institution, and you can make a decision to ban someone like that without any sort of reprisal of a lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of that decision. And it's not just Alex Berenson. We, we learned from an Intercept article about two weeks ago that they, the government literally has portals built into all these social media websites where if you have a .gov at email address in a, in a certain government department like the State Department, for example, you can just go in, log in, and recommend that Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Meta, whatever, ban a given individual. It's not that they'll do it, but I mean, I think nationalizing would solve some of those problems potentially. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why, um, you know, if, if you're like, um, you know, there's a reason if you're a teacher at like a Christian private school, you can get fired for believing in evolution. But if you're like a public school teacher, you can have some really offensive views. And if they try to fire you, they'll get sued for it. It's because they have to abide by the First Amendment. Um, so ironically, it seems as though the government is more able to, to get people banned if they don't own it than if they do, because if they don't own it, they don't have to abide by the First Amendment and their decisions. Can I just make a, a quick announcement? Mm -hmm. my, my mom just texted me and said that I, should stay, that I should move away from the drunk guy on my left. I just thought you should know. I don't that. drink. <laughs> I don't even drink. She just texted me. She's watching this live. Mom, it's primetime 99. I don't even drink. Don't worry. Stardust is in very good hands. You know, so I'm a pimp on a blimp. A lot of moms are worried. She's going to be very uncomfortable. When kids get around me, women, you know, they're definitely, they fall for my, uh, you know, overwhelming aroma. <laughs> so don't worry. You're a fucking creep. Uh, all right, so this question is in two parts. Uh, first, I want to know if you guys would agree that there is a kind of speech that can cause violence. That there is speech that is so gross that it can cause hate, which can cause violence. And two, should social media companies be forced to platform that speech against their will? First one has a very easy yes answer. Yeah. And uh, the second one has a very easy no answer. I'd, I'd love to hear some disagreement. No, I, I think I agree with, with Justin. I mean, yeah. is it impossible for word? I mean, I don't think any word is necessarily violent, but yeah, I mean, I guess words can put, be put in a combination to trick or convince somebody to do something, maybe even out of their will, thinking that they're doing something for good, you know? So yeah, I mean, can you say words and convince somebody to do something? Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, and there's a meaningful distinction between um, words that cause violence and words that like incite violence, right? Like if I told you, um, uh, if I, you know, like let's say we're friends and I come up to you and I'm like, hey, you know, John is sleeping with your wife, go kill him, you should go kill him, right? That would be an incitement of violence. Mm -hmm. But if I just came up to you and said, hey, John is sleeping with your wife, I thought you should probably know that, and then you went and killed John, both have that same causal relation between your speech and John killing the guy, but, or John getting killed, but um, they're, they're very different things and I think right. they should be treated differently. That's fair. Right, yeah. yeah. And legally, last thing, legally already, we have the distinction of direct threats of violence. That's, right. that's not protected by First Amendment law, so 
something that could, like, whatever you said that could lead to violence, I think that they should be forced to keep that up. But saying that you would take ivermectin is not violence. Right, right. But saying that, like, for example, Boston's Children's Hospital is chopping the dicks off of, of children and they you should are. go bomb them. Yeah. No, not go bomb not them. Bomb. And, and, and you should go bomb them. Who says that? Nobody says that that's okay yeah. to say that. Nobody on the well, right. Well, okay, nobody, look, if somebody told me... I'm, I'm, okay I'm saying there's a the difference. What's the meaningful difference between that, that if I and maybe someone should do something about it? I think, I, yeah. It's tough. It's tough to draw that line. Well, there is a difference. I agree those two things are different. should do something and blow it up with a bomb, but... Well, but even saying somebody should do something about this is kind of like a call to action, right? If I started saying Alex Stein, yeah, but he that, just he kills puppies like, every day and, and he, does, he goes into the backyard animals. and he stomps on them. Rescuer, somebody so should I'm do not, something about it, you know? I will know? not stand by yeah. that. I rescue animals. But, um, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if uh, that's the case. Argument over. Like Kanye West and J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah. Nick Fuentes as well. You know, they're already doing that. Yeah. I got my PayPal and Venmo permanently taken away wow. as well. So they're already trying to go after that stuff. And in the cases of the most extreme examples, again, like Andrew Tate, Nick Fuentes, and Kanye, they already are doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They took all my Kohl's cash. <laughs> all your what? All your subway All set. my V-Bucks are gone. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they your Kohl's cash? Thousands. That's yes. sacred. <laughs> Flannel, cool guy. So Jake was actually asked this question earlier, and I thought it was a good question, but I kind of want to just do a little bit of a rephrase on it. He asked, essentially, my understanding was, if a snake oil salesman is trying to sell you poison, do you ban that guy? My follow-up to that is, the current president of the United States said, and I quote, if you take these vaccinations, you won't get COVID. Yep. Should we ban the 46th president of the United States because it put at-risk people of possibly getting the COVID jab, feeling safe, and then going through the nightclub and dying? Was there a little bit more to what he said than that? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh, said it clearly. Uh, Very no, clear. clear but okay. Yep. Um, so, okay, I would say that uh, getting these vaccinations doesn't mean you won't get COVID, right? It means that your likelihood of getting it is reduced. Um, uh, and I, I, again, um, you know, if he said that, then he shouldn't have said that. I'll like definitely, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. If he said that, oh, you definitely won't get COVID if you get these vaccinations, he shouldn't have said that. Should he even ban for it though? I don't know, I feel like the, the other president Former president has also said a whole bunch of stuff that he never got banned for, though he did get banned eventually. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. So YouTube actually has that policy on the books. Bless you. Excuse me. Like nine masks behind you. Could you use those? Bless you. It's okay. Yeah, no, I have monkeypox. YouTube so. has that policy already. They say YouTube says that if you uh, claim that the jab will completely stop infection. 
then that's a strikeable offense. Despite the fact that that's the case, Rachel Maddow still has a clip up on MSNBC's YouTube channel in which she says that exact thing, yet they haven't taken the video down, nor have they given them a strike because it's mainstream media. Okay, I just want to make this point. Well, I made it earlier. I just want to say this, like, First of all, the vaccine and what Donald Trump did with Operation Warp Sheet was the greatest thing any human being has ever done getting a vaccine out that fast. So we do have to credit him. Yeah, I mean, credit to him for, uh, you know, uh, doing that um, and helping us get that vaccine out. But I, I want to make one point, know. though, is, you know, no. there's one thing, and they make it clear, and I tend to agree with it, and I said it earlier, that the vaccine is safe and effective, and of course it is. For all, I think they just announced just last week, and now there's... 8 billion people here on earth. But you know what is not safe and effective for 8 billion people? Peanuts, almonds, shellfish, shrimp, garlic. People have allergies. Yeah. But not to the vaccine. So thank you, Donald Trump, for making the only thing that nobody's allergic to in the world. <laughs> thank you, Donald Trump. He should be deplatformed. Should I hope they throw all of his shoes in the trash? <laughs> uh, I think he should be able to speak his mind, and uh, I haven't really dived super deep into everything that he said. Uh, so I can't sit here and say I will agree with this or that, but I do think that he should be able to have a platform to speak his mind, and unless he is actually calling for violence, um, then he should be able to speak. He does have a platform. Should he have a specific platform? I mean, like I said, I don't know exactly why he was banned or what all, I'm gonna go what specific. I'm going to go death con three young Jews. But... <laughs> like I said, I don't know what what was exactly said or what wasn't. But I mean, if he broke a pineapple juice, what did he say? Very funny joke. I haven't read Twitter TOS pretty carefully. I'm pretty sure doing going Deathcon three on Jews isn't allowed. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, um, I I would say um, you know, Kanye's kind of had erratic behavior for a while. He was talking about um, Pete Davidson like uh, killing him, alluding to killing him or something like that. Uh, he was harassing Kim at some point. So he already has some pretty uh, pretty sus behavior. Um, I think we, yeah, a little saucy, yeah. Um, but we forgave him for all of it. Um, I don't know why, but <laughs> but um, when it comes to the stuff that he said about uh, Jews, like he said, a, he's basically said that Jews exploit black artists for financial gain, and he's also insinuated that Jews promote harmful and immoral behaviors, which I think this that that secondary one is is even more uh, harmful. Um, if you're saying that that Jewish people specifically promote uh, harmful and immoral behaviors, like saying that they put um, information they put in our music, uh, they put toxicity in our music. Um, uh, you know, okay, there's, but yeah. My, my question is, is was he was he saying Jews as a whole in this, or was he speaking of particular people who just so happened to be Jews? I think he. Well, I mean, he talks about like Jewish uh, record label owners. 
Right. Well, I mean, when you talk I, I about think individual people, you But I don't know why people. we would bring up the Jewish the part. Why don't we just say record label right. owners, and right? And I, I think that's fair. He doesn't have to mention that specific detail about that. But uh, I, I'm just saying, though, um, if what he said wasn't directed at Jews as a whole, and he may just be trying to call out specific people, um, but it was directed. I think he could have tactfully done that in a better way. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying I don't know exactly what was the, the said there. So I don't think we would accept that sort of reasoning in most cases, right? If I just if I said, "Wow, black people commit so much crime," and then you were like, "That's racist," and I was like, "Well, no, I just I know these specific five black people, and they commit a bunch of crime, and that's who I was referring to." Like I think when when people make statements where the only thing they mention about the people engaging in the activity in question is those people's race. Right. I think it's, it's pretty reasonable to take away that it's, it's a racially charged uh, or generalized statement. Can of worms. Well, why, why can you say certain stuff like that though? Like why, I don't say that, but there's a lot of people who, who that, they make that like their fundamental, one of their fundamental like points of argument in their content is talking about black people in crime, I like to talk about uh, how you know the British are a fucked country and they're satanic and they're ruining the world. Why can I talk poorly about the British? Why can certain people talk poorly about black people or, or in their view, statistically? But you, Kanye can't say that about. Well, because he's attributing, he's he's taking a group of uh, like album, uh, like record label owners who happen to be Jewish, and he is ascribing that to Jewish people. I attribute most of the pain in the world to the British. I mean, it, it, it seems like both... I don't like attribute both, it um, to British today. Both Nuance Bros' comment and some of the other comments just seem to rely on, like, a, a lack of ability to delineate, like, okay, what is somebody literally saying? Like, what are the literal truth conditions of what someone's saying? Versus, like, what are they implying and what attitudes are they sort of expressing and, and like um, unveiling what can we learn about someone's psychology from not only what they say, but the way that they say it. I mean, okay, um, so there's this one quote from Kanye in particular. It's genocide and population control that black people are in today in America that is promoted by the music and the media that black people make that Jewish record labels get paid off of. I feel like that's an insinuation that's pretty harmful. Okay, same thing. British people are genociding the global south and they're exploiting their resources and they're making money off I don't think that. they're doing that currently today. They are, of course they are. Of course they are. That's, that's fact. So why can you say that? You can, and, and then you're getting into the nitty gritty of, oh, how did he say we're gonna ban him based on his tone? Like, that's just insane. Okay, but you were, you're talking about it even, even, even tone. I was talking about what his tone tells us about what attitudes he holds. I don't think he should have been banned. And even I think that the handling of the okay, Kanye... Okay, that's good. I like that. Okay. I don't think that the, the handling of the Kanye West situation well, has been cool. Point. I feel like it's been us making a massive spectacle about like a mentally ill person having yeah, I do a mental feel, breakdown. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't think he should have been, been banned. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I um, again, I'm somebody who, who values like there being that space online for anybody to say whatever. You don't. I do, I, I you, do. This whole time you've been up here talking about how we should censor people, misinformation, whatnot. You don't, don't value know. that no, space. No, I, val I value that space to you exist You value people on like, on like some app that no one uses, which means you don't value it on the internet. Independently. I mean, like, look, man, everybody uses Discord now. Oh, you can't nowadays. have your cake and eat it. And you, you can say whatever oh, I value you want free on Discord. Speech, but then the whole so. argument you're putting forward is about how you want to censor people. No, I don't want to censor people. I, I, I specifically, did I not specifically bring up that I have a huge problem with people using deplatforming as 
a weapon against each other. I, I, I specifically brought that up. I okay. do value. You don't want it to be used maliciously, but I, if people no, but say even, things that are wrong, here, you want them here's to the thing. I, I can value that and think that I want there to be um, a, a space for freedom of speech. I just don't know that me myself has any justification to enforce that on a larger company. You know, Kanye bought another social media company. He can say a bunch of shit. It's like if I walked into a store. It, it, it's so like what's, if the, I, what's the problem? It's like if well, I walked. can't say it on the biggest one. There's something if, 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 if I walked into a store, right? If I walked into a store, and um, and the and the store owner was like, "Hey, you can't wear uh, that shirt with all those obscenities on it." And I was like, yeah, uh, well, I should be able to, or whatever. Well, technically, at the end of the day, it's their store. They can choose to kick me out if they want. But companies aren't liable for what people post. They are to their advertisers. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And they, they may want to portray a certain type of brand, but, you know, it's a, like, again, I, you know, Discord is used by everybody now. You can say whatever you want on Discord. So, I mean, <laughs> there's a space there for that, you know? Discord? Yeah. You can not say whatever you want. Okay, you can say, you can make I've whatever jokes you, you want on Discord. Trust me. Well, what jokes do you make? I've tried them out. No. Wow. So to kind of drill down on financial censorship, you know, we have individuals like my name, and then there's great Alex Jones, Jackson yourself, there are individuals like Ryan Dawson, for example. Lots of individuals are being pushed out of the sphere of being able to enter, uh, I guess, interact with society at the level of certain utilities. Uh, and when you just oppose this to an issue like free speech, for example, you see that uh, kind of illustrated simply, you know, racism is allowing these bucks to have the ability to access the electric grid. Uh, at what point does the discussion of free speech stop, and uh, at what point do we, stop, uh, do we start getting into this, you know, larger discussion of these rights that are protected under, for example, the protection afforded uh, to people and their ability to access utilities? Well, those are pretty different examples. Alex Jones wasn't censored. He broke the law and was sued in the United States court for it. That's a little bit different than being censored. In fact, he's, not. he's still saying all of the things that he wants, but he broke the law. He, he, if you commit libel, are you still allowed, allowed to run for political office? Are you allowed to go on YouTube and start a YouTube channel? Or he still, still, he still has his website. He's still saying everything. But he's censored from, he's he's censored from the internet. Okay, he's censored from the internet? Then, then why does he get millions of views? Where do they come from? They show up at his, at his house? What? Censored from almost every single institution. Yeah, own institution. And he say, could do that. Because we still have free speech. Nothing has been broken. He can make his own website. And he brought his audience with him. I will say that I don't think Kanye should have had his financial things taken away from him. Right. Um, I understand the reasoning why somebody may have looked at what he was saying and been like, ooh, that's like a, you know, a bit weird. But, um, but yeah, I don't think he should have had his finances messed with like that. Um, but uh, at the same time, you know, there are like, a, 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 you know, on a very base level, there are social repercussions for acting like a jerk, right? So. I know. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's your name? Yeah. yeah, good God. Justin. <laughs> Justin, I pray to God you never have more than two brain cells to rub together. So you challenge the establishment because you will face rigorous censorship. And when you do, you're going to be picking yourself at all the things that you said today. I'm sure that I will. Okay. I love that. I, I, cannot, I can't stop myself. I, you two need to be sitting closer. The energy is Yeah, good. I know. No, the, no. This is a sexual tension. I can't, you know. No, I don't want to be in the middle of it. He's in a loving relationship with his husband, so he wouldn't be having Sorry. any sexual attraction to another Didn't man. Didn't mean to imply. It's a monogamous marriage, correct? Mm-hmm. Tangled, it is monogamous. Yep. 
Sometimes you want to stray, but not not all of us are doing the uh, weird streamer stuff that every streamer seems to be doing. What is that? Every streamer, every streamer is like, oh yeah, I'm in an open relationship now. So I don't know any streamers that do that. (laughs) Wait, no, I'm not. not, I'm not talking about anybody specific. There's like there's like five streamers that are all in open relationships. Like good for them, you know. Is DSP in the open relationship? I do love the insinuation that if I grew a third brain cell, uh, then I don't know. I guess I'm going to start like denying entire like uh, massacres of children. Like I, I'm that close to doing it. If I just you get a few sure more followers, one of those people that were like, it was a Russian missile in Poland. Yeah, it was. Sure you were, you <laughs> Actually, You're wearing a no, tan suit. That happened like Your a week ago, and it was whale dust. Whale dust. What? I, oh yeah, yeah, whale dust. Yeah, you wish you could be as fat as me. You wish. Wait, they call Listen, you whale dust? But the thing is... Uh, Haas came up with it one day or something. Unless we have an in-person question, I have one from online. You know, I'm, I, I think Haas is just jealous of my arms. He wishes his arms were as girthy as mine. They asked, if you might be able to make better sense of this than I can. They say, how did those on the panel who claim that TOS bans equal censorship when association rights equal this guy was talking to himself the entire time, so I didn't hear any of that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think that they're saying if the Constitution says that you can separate yourself from anybody, you can dissociate, then how do those on the panel claim that TOS bans are an infringement on free has anybody claimed, so I know I have, and I think probably the people I was you know, supposed to be in opposition with have also said um, that um, tech companies censoring people violates free speech in like a moral sense, right? Like we all have a moral right to free speech, and when big tech companies start censoring people to the extent that they have, that sort of wrongly infringes on this moral right we have to free speech. I don't know if anybody's claimed that it actually infringes on our legal right to free speech in mm-hmm. the terms laid out by the Constitution. Um, I, I think that would be a pretty radical claim to say that um, Twitter banning uh, Andrew Tate or something actually violates like the, the Constitution or infringes on free speech. I believe in the case of Alex Berenson, that was a legal infringement, right? Didn't he get his account reinstated because of his legal challenge? Yeah. To tw- to, was it to Twitter, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure, but the, the guy asking the question said to people who think that Twitter enforcing TOS is like a free speech. So sure, maybe there are specific cases, but um, if the idea that the person who asked the question was getting at is he was attacking the view that sort of um, legal free speech in the constitutional sense and also like Twitter uh, guideline enforcements are sort of like the same thing, right? Or that one violation of one always violates the other. I I think Alex's case proves that if you have enough money and time to challenge one of the largest social media companies in the world, which 99.99% of people don't, you know, you're you're going up against not only Twitter or YouTube, YouTube's worth like 10 times more than Twitter. Uh, You're also going up against like the CIA, the State Department, the NSA, the Pentagon, all these institutions that are backing the banning of individuals who are calling out you know, war crimes or whatever. Uh, most people don't have the time or money to go up against these institutions, so when I get permanently demonetized, I just say, whatever, you know? I, 
I don't have Alan Dershowitz on my on my you know hotline call to say come help me. Yeah, no, I mean I, I agree that in most cases where people get deplatformed by a big tech company, they probably don't have the recourse to to retaliate. Yeah. Yeah, and we kind of already agreed that really actually sucks. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not naming. I'm not like that actually right. does fucking suck when you built a living off of a social media platform, so and then all of a sudden they take it away from you. But at the same time, but at the same time, but at the same time, remember that double-edged no, sword. No, don't act sad for me, and then and then the rest of the time you're. You remember that double-edged sword that I talked? The reason that you got that money in the first place is because YouTube provided a platform for you to use. You didn't build YouTube. You have no ownership of YouTube. Uh, they don't owe you anything other than you're going to make content me, and they're going to make money off And that sucks, <laughs> again, that's that double-edged sword. So the, the, the solution you seem to have is don't force them legally to show the things, whatever, whatever I want to say, I get to say it and force them to do that. I, I don't see that as a reasonable solution. I think the reasonable solution is nationalize them. And kick out each and every one of those fucks that was censoring all of us. I want them to be crying alone for the rest of their life. Like you do, right? Yeah, like I do. Yeah. Got time for maybe Sorry. one or two more questions. Go ahead. Uh, this question's for Jackson directly. I'm, I'm hoping that you can just don't reflect, just answer directly. Wow. Should Alex Jones be allowed to defame people and not pay a cent for it? If it's legal. You think it's legal to defame people? Some if people. it's illegal what he's doing, then he shouldn't be allowed to do it. Okay. Yeah, well, it's not. Uh, you know, it's not legal, right? So. <laughs> so Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think so. No. Yeah. Well, yep. the problem so is. I disagree. So, so why would you want to nationalize that? Well, the because they is, already do do it. So the now point it's is that like, right, no, they don't. They, well, no, 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 no. 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 The, the point is that you, you if the government, um, the point is that if the government um, took over Facebook, right? You could people could say they're controlling the narrative, but like legally, they would not be allowed to, right? If like the government nationalizes social media and then they start trying to. Um, censor certain speech, that's a violation of the First Amendment. They will literally get sued for that and they will probably lose, right? Um, so it's not like the government, out of the goodness of their hearts, just would never censor people. It's like they're just legally not allowed to. Um, it's more advantageous for the government right now to have the private-public partnership because they can still influence all these institutions, private institutions, without the uh, potential of uh, legal ramifications, you know? So they would prefer to be with the structure than have it nationalized. What do you think about the idea, instead of a hostile takeover, the government taking over a business that it really, really wants, why not, doesn't the government just make its own social media platform? Or well, the government has a long history of taking over you know, private companies for ulterior motives, sometimes for good, sometimes for bad. So yeah, but why not make it a pure good and just make their own? Because now they have all the Twitter's the so best one. That's what I like to use. Nuance, bro, in the back. Nuance. I yes. think that's kind of funny, uh, like calling somebody rat-faced, yeah. Okay. Well, that's why Alex Jones got banned, by the way. Well, I don't know, man. Alex Jones was talking about saying that the Sandy uh, Hook thing. Yeah, well, I mean, if that's, if that's why, if he got banned for that, obviously that's a stupid reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, Oh, it shows you know? It was right. What did I tell you about talking? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable.
don't do that. My, my, my mom's going to freak out, okay? <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.